no matter how old you are, no matter the color of your skin, whatever your desire, through God and prayer, you can achieve great things. This show was created to educate, inspire, and provide spiritual insight to fulfill God's purpose for your life. This is Aspire Today. Hi, welcome to Aspire Today. I'm Pastor Charlita Bragg, and I'm with my dear husband, Pastor Ronald Bragg. Uh, we are here to encourage you and inspire you when it comes to raising your family and your children. Uh, we are very excited about today's topic. We are talking about, I don't want to say parenting your adult children, but kind of how do you go from that parenting stage when they're in their uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, to that teenager stage, to that guidance as they begin to grow up, develop, make decisions for themselves, and begin to raise their own families. Um, we as parents, we want to make sure that we are encouraging them and not nagging them. <laughs> so how do you effectively do that um, it, so that your children still want to come back to you? So before we got started, we were actually having a wonderful discussion uh, really a, a, around that and really what that looks like. Um, so join us in our conversation, Pastor. Good afternoon. Um, we were talking about Matthew 13 and what we saw was the parable of the wheat and the tares. And as parents, we have to trust the seeds that we sow into our children when they're young. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go, which is, of course, God's way. And when they get old, they won't depart it from it. And so in this parable, um, and I'm going to read a little bit of it. Uh, these seeds were sown, then the enemy came in and sowed tares among the wheat. Uh, and then Jesus said, let the tares and the wheat come up together. And so, and he's talking about the kingdom. And so... As we raise our children, I remember a previous conversation, we were talking about parenting from the inside out and you parent from the kingdom within side. And so in Matthew 13, in verse 24, Jesus is talking to people about this parable. He said, Here is an, here's another story Jesus told. And I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and then slipped away. A lot of times when we parent, we don't know who may come say something to our children. And as our children get older, some of those things that outside forces have said to them, it may creep in. In their response, it may creep into their, their 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 thinking, but we have to trust the good seeds that we put in our children, so that when they're be, when they become adults, we're not treating them like children, but we have faith in what we put on the inside of them, realizing that uh, later on in this parable, uh, verse twenty-seven, it says the farmers workers went and said to him, meaning the general of the field, 
The field where you planted the good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. And then they asked, should we pull out the weeds? Watch what Jesus told them. No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles and burn them. When I read that, what that said to me is that when you put things in your children, even though you may tell them to do one thing and someone may tell them to do another, a seed in its infantile stage needs to be left alone so it can germinate. That's right. You have to trust. We have to trust that what we put in our children at an early stage, that it's germinating. Mm -hmm. And we can't be operating so much fear as parents that we begin to pull out the good stuff. Yeah. Fearing that, okay, the other stuff that's in them, that they'll gravitate towards that. So we have to have faith in our adult children. Yeah. And what I what I hear someone saying is like, well, that's my grandbaby and they don't know what they're doing. Well, you have to trust, again, what you put into your children and not just that. They're going to read information. They're going to talk to other people and maybe it applied back then. But just because they're doing it differently doesn't mean that what they're doing is necessarily wrong or harmful. Right. Right. So. Our styles may be different, but you have to trust what God is sharing with them because really we didn't, we're raising them not to hear our voice, but to hear God's voice. Right. Exactly. And that's the oh, thing. That's good. We can't have the mindset of, I want them to, you know, of them, they have to do it this way because that's the way I did it and that's the way my mama did it. No, we're raising them to hear his voice because what we're putting into them is God's word. So as they are, again, getting married and going off to school and, you know, furthering their education and their careers and having their own families, we have to trust the God that is on the inside of them so that they will what make the right decisions so that they can hear God's voice for themselves so that they can lead their families. Because we don't want granddad leading his son's family. That's that's an issue. Right. The Bible tells us to leave. Right. Mother and father. <laughs> so grandpa and grandma. Don't have authority, right? And the son and and their and their and their and their children's households, mm -hmm. because God told us to leave and to what? Cleave, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. And so once we left, right? Once we left and the two became one, and we made begin to make a family of our own, then okay, what it looks like and what that family structure looks like is completely unique to our to us only, and. As again, parents and grandparents, you know, they're going to do something similar. They're going to do some things different. But the way to properly help them is from a place of guidance and mentorship and not overbearing. And oh, you got to do it this way. You got no, that's overbearing. That's overwhelming. You have to let them make the decisions for themselves, make mistakes for themselves, but also grow in this process. Because at the end of the day, this is their household, this is their family, and they, we have to trust. What, what we put in them, what God's put in them, and what some of their experiences have allowed them to have throughout their growing up. Right, because as an adult, our children, they want to feel as though that they are adults. Mm -hmm. I believe that that opens the door for them to come to us when they do have a need or when they're confused. But if you make a child, if you make an adult 
feel, feel like, like they're a child, mm-hmm. then they're going to feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel as though that mom won't allow or dad won't allow me to grow up. Mm-hmm. And instead of them coming to you for help, they're going to go someplace else because you sort of shun them away with the way you've treated them. Mm-hmm. And, and they actually push you away. Right. And that's right. what you don't want. You mm-hmm. don't want when when they really do need you. You don't want them to push you away. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want them to feel like they can't talk to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to allow that leeway from their teenage years into their adult years mm-hmm. so that they feel comfortable and confident enough that, okay, you know what, I can handle this or I'm thinking this way, but you know, mom, I may have dealt with that before, or dad or grandma or whoever. Let me go talk to them and see what they think. Mm-hmm you know, get a different perspective. You want them to come to you for advice. But if you're the person who always given unsolicited advice and unsolicited advice is not helpful advice because it's unsolicited. And so th- then you got a, a, a whole nother set of issues going, right. <laughs> going on. Because right. it's like, well, I didn't ask you for your opinion. So you right. putting yourself, inserting yourself into your other people's households without... Permission. Without permission. Right. Without permission. And (laughs) I believe that that happens because we parent our children so that they will grow. So that when they become adults, we have confidence they're going to make good, sound decisions. Well, as we parent them for growth, the Holy Spirit is parenting us as parents Mm -hmm. to grow as well. Mm -hmm. Understanding that child is leaving childhood into young adulthood into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so if we shun the growth process as parents, we don't allow ourselves to experience that next level relationship with our children when they become adults, Mm -hmm. that our conversations have changed. They're able now to communicate things and maybe even teach us some things that they've learned. We don't do that because we always look at them as child Mm -hmm. and not adult. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I look at your relationship with your dad and mm-hmm. my relationship with my mom. And mm. The relationship is like some of the things that we talk about. Most people would be like, you have this conversation with your parents. Yes, I do. I remember being in college and my father giving me advice on dating, you know, and on men because he recognized that I am now a young woman. Mm-hmm. And so, OK, let me begin to have different types of conversations. Though I'm sure it was awkward for him as my dad. Were you open to it? I, I was the one who initiated most of oh. <laughs> I, I was that child. <laughs> I wouldn't let you be shy. So your interest caused you to go back and say, Dad, I need your support. Exactly. Things that you were into. Mm-hmm. So we should realize that what our adult children are into. We have to take some interest in. We have to take some interest mm-hmm. in. And again, it's subtle. Right. Unless, of course, it's the wrong thing. Well, unless it's the wrong (laughs) thing. That's a completely different thing. But it was subtle. Mm -hmm. I would call him up and I would say, hey, this is going on. And he would, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't like hours of conversation. And he would give me just nuggets. Mm -hmm. And that's what, at at a certain point, again, the relationship changes where now you're just dropping nuggets here. And hopefully they'll grab it. And hopefully they'll take it. And if they don't, it's okay. They take what's for them and what's not for them. That's cool. Um, and same thing with my mother. It'll just be nuggets. And some stuff I was like, yo, that's good. I was like, my, I ain't listening. You know, it's just 
No, same thing with you and your dad. You'd be like, Dad, you know what dad said? He was like, Dad is funny. <laughs> but then there's other things that you just took a hold of. Right. Exactly. And that you you implement it in your life or you or things that your mom may have said and you've taken a hold of. Mm -hmm. Now when they're cutting the food, that's a whole different type of conversation. Right. You gotta talk to food. You gotta deal with food. But <laughs> you think parents are afraid of losing something that they held so dearly and so they overdo it? Yes. I can see that. Like, where's my value now? Like, right. I, I poured all this right. and I've done all right. this. And like, but what am I to do now? Now you're supposed to just be grandma and hang out and, you know, be the fun grandparent or, or chill. Or now you're supposed to, you know, or go to dinner, go to dinner with a parent, with your parents and just chat. Like, it doesn't have. Yeah. And I don't think we as parents have to lose our value because some people call it the empty nest syndrome yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But I don't think we have to lose our value. I just think that we have to shift our thinking yes. and that our conversations have to mature with our adult children. Mm -hmm. And now we have to engage them based on where God has them. So you can still have that conversation. Mm -hmm. There, A child will tell you that they need advice even without asking. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that we communicate it, mm -hmm. we no longer can communicate, well, that's what you need like to do. when they're nine years old, well, you just need to do <laughs> this and you just this. need to do that. Go do this. Don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, and, and as opposed to that, you know, well, what are your thoughts about that? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Because when you begin to allow them to speak, mm -hmm. I think, it's a sense of empowerment in mm -hmm. our adult children uh, that they feel as though, wow, mom and dad, they want to hear my opinion. They want to know how I feel about it. And then once they communicate that, then you can better decipher where they're at. But if you always if you're always shutting them down mm -hmm. to insert your authority, right. the children want to honor their parents. Right. But so, honor doesn't mean doing what you say. As an adult, all See, the time, right? Like right. as a, as a child, we take honor as in the you do what I say, right? But that can't be the relationship when that child is now eighteen, nineteen, twenty, thirty, that's forty. Bondage. That's bondage. That's bondage. A no. child always, if they don't do exactly what you say, they're not being good. Yeah. Or or they're not. You're not acting like my child. That's mm -hmm. bondage. That's you bondage. can't put your child in bondage, mm -hmm. making them feel that way. Right. Right. Correct. And, I, I agree with that. And that's where the relation that's where the relationship has to change. It's a we have the right to disagree. Let's mm -hmm. I I agree to disagree with you. And you hear me say that all the time. Well, let's agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't see it your way and you're not gonna see it my way. So let's mm -hmm. what? Agree to simply disagree. And as adults, as your child now being an adult, they have the right to disagree with your stance, with mm -hmm. your position. And they have the right to make decisions that are different than what you feel like they should do for their life. Mm -hmm. And you, as an adult, need to be okay with that. But parents, they're afraid that, they that fail. something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so they're... It's from a place of love. It's from a place of love, but mm -hmm. it's originating from fear. Correct. And so, just like we read in Matthew, Jesus told them, no, let the wheat and the tares come up together. Jesus said, when the harvesters yeah. pick the crop, yeah. I'll tell the one who's responsible for bringing in the harvest to discard 
the things that aren't necessary. Now, the word tells us Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. And so whatever harvest we want to see in our children, Jesus is the Lord of that harvest. That means he has control over what sticks and what doesn't stick. Mm -hmm. He can discard things. Of course, we have to be open to what he wants to get rid of in our life. He can do the same thing for our children, just Mm -hmm. like you and I as husband and wife. We have to trust that Jesus can help you and help me to help our relationship. But when we take onus of something, we shut Jesus out. And that's where the trouble really starts. Mm -hmm. When Jesus is shut out of the equation, now the force is shut out. Mm -hmm. And therefore now our children, they're left with what? Us making them feel as though that they're not adults. And then they're left with their own opinion, but they're still developing. But when Jesus is there, he's the force on the inside that can impress upon them. Yeah. Hey, you need to listen to your mom or your dad. Oh, yeah. Hey, your opinion is right. Oh, yeah. Even though your opinion is right. Honor your mom and dad. Have a conversation with them about how you feel. And I'm going to touch their heart. I'm going to show them that you're on the right track. But. Parents are so afraid of the tears. Mm-hmm. And but God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Correct. God never told us to be afraid of anything because mm-hmm. he's given us a sound mind. So. Uh, our oldest is 13. Mm-hmm. I did not knew that 13 years passed this quick, Mm-mm. but it did. Yeah. And now a size 12 shoe later. <laughs> it seemed like he went from a nine to a 12 overnight. I mean, you kept saying, we got to buy some shoes. I'm like, I am not buying any more shoes. <laughs> but, but. And he's maturing and developing and he exactly. has his own opinions and he has his own viewpoints and his thoughts. Mm-hmm. And as his parents, even though he's a teenager, we still need to be a sounding board for him. Because when he's in school, he has to make those decisions without us. Exactly. When he's on that bus, when he is over friends' houses, regardless, he soccer we have practice, soccer whatever, practice, right. wherever, we have to trust what we put on the inside of him. Mm. I remember one of our conversations is that, okay, you're getting older. One day you're going to have a car. And one day you, you may hear the Holy Spirit tell you not to let such and such in the car. You better listen to the Holy Spirit because you don't know what such and such may have in their pockets. You or 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 the Lord may tell you not to go this direction, but to go a different direction. I need you to hear God because He is protecting you. Right. The same way that we pour into our kids in that way at this infant stage and the smaller, still developing stage, those those conversations, I believe that they will come back up when they're 20 and 30 and 40 of yes something's telling me something isn't right. The spirit is telling me something isn't right. Not to go this way, not to let this person in my vehicle. You know, we don't have to say this person isn't good for you. You don't need to be around them. We have to trust, again, what we put in them. We have to trust with the Holy, the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to trust these things so that they can make decisions because as their parents, we're not going to be around them every moment of every second of every day. Right. And I, I want to uh, give a short overview of our conversation based on something that happened with me and my father. Okay. So, you know, when we brought our church, we had to rehab it and renovate it. Right. You, you know that story. And so during the whole process, my father was telling me, don't do it this way, do it that way. And I did it my way and I kept doing it. But Steph, 
kept turning out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually, my father, I mean, he honored my authority as the pastor. Mm. And one day the Holy Spirit said, you know, you probably need to listen to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm not so quick because I realized he knew what he was talking about. But because he wasn't overbearing, yeah. the Holy Spirit was able to speak to me. But I was able also to respect the fact, you know what, I probably should have listened all those times because if I would have listened, these things would not have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how we have to trust God mm -hmm. as parents when our children become adults. Yeah. You can communicate to them. I'm not parents. We're not telling you that you can't communicate to your child. We would never tell you that. We're not telling you not to help your child. But there's We're, a way to do it. Right. We're just telling you to, to remain open so that they don't close themselves off from you and realize you're talking to an adult in the same way you want to feel respected in a conversation. Your children do also. Oh, absolutely. Right. They want their thoughts, their opinions heard. And as a matter of fact, their decisions mm -hmm. respected. Not, oh, that's, you know, oh, that's the way they do it over. No, their decisions, it's their house. Right. That's their life. Right. God, they have to have their own relationship with Christ. Right. So their decisions, regardless, good, bad, or ugly, yeah. must be respected. Because at the end of the day, they don't want to pay the bills, mm -hmm. take care of everything, and they got to answer to God. Mm -hmm. They don't got to answer to you. Right. Exactly. They got to answer to God for every decision that they've ever made. Whether it be right, wrong, or indifferent, mm -hmm. they have to answer to God. And we have to respect that as their parents. Mm -hmm. We have to respect whatever, however they choose to live their lives. Mm -hmm. We may not like it, but we have to respect it because mm -hmm. it's their choice at the end of the day. Now, again, we pour into them. We encourage them. We help them along the way. When they need advice, we're there for them as the Lord leads us. But we just can't be so over bearing that they feel like they can't make a decision or they can't get anything right or they can't like it's just they're adults right you know just even I think even recently I, I took something from the kids and I said listen there are certain things I'm no longer going to tell you to do because one day you're going to leave this house and one day you're going to be on your own and one day you're going to be married and one day one day I'm not going to be in your presence I should not have to tell you to do X, Y, and Z. Take out the trash. Take out the trash. Wash the dishes. Load the dishwasher. <laughs> pick up your clothes. You see the trash is full. You see right. there's certain things. And as, as and that same goes true regardless of whatever it is. One day, our parents will not be with us. And so you have to hope and pray that what you put on the inside of them, it's stuck. Right. And trust and trust God. <laughs> like, but you, but the word tells us. If we put the right thing, it'll stick. It'll stick. Train yeah. up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, meaning when they become adults, mm -hmm. it will not depart. Doesn't mean it won't, they won't stray for a moment. Right. But, but it, it won't. But what's but in it, them still in is still of, there. Because oh. like this parable of the sower, once you plant a seed and it takes root, it'll grow year after year. Mm -hmm. I don't care what type of weather it is. I don't care how many people step on top of it. The roots, if the roots are still intact, yep. that plant will continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And so uh, later on in Matthew 13, it talked about the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. And it talked about that when it's planted, 
it's smaller than all the other herbs. Mm -hmm. But when it grows up, it's greater than all of the other herbs of the field. And it shoots forth great branches that the birds of the air may lodge under it. Mm -hmm. So as we plant things in our children, they become adults. They take on different, I don't want to say different life forms, but they develop in their life mm -hmm. where now other people can rest on the wisdom that was planted. Oh, absolutely. That's the birds resting on those branches. They've now become a sounding board for someone else. Mm -hmm. And that maturation process takes place. I, I sort of want to talk a little bit about, we, we've been talking about what we've put in our children, respecting them as adults while guiding at the same time. But what about the child that is an adult now, mm -hmm. that is at home living with the parent? And that child isn't doing the right thing. Now, because this is a totally different scenario. That's a whole different conversation. This is, I mean, now you have someone at home, they're on your couch, they're eating your food, you've educated them. Uh, this child, we have to begin to look at, okay, well, why are they still on my couch? Mm -hmm. Why are they still eating my food? Mm -hmm. And why aren't they working? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before you get upset, parents, you have to answer that question. Why? why? If you're in the midst of a pandemic, that's why. Don't get mad at them. You're in the midst of a pandemic. They, no one has a job. Maybe not even you. So don't get upset at them. But as a parent, we want to look at all, like you said earlier, we want to look at everything that we've done and we want to return on our investment. Yes. When Absolutely. we should have been doing it to the glory of God mm -hmm. and not for something for us to brag to our friends mm -hmm. about her. We should be raising our children so that God can get the glory. Yes. That's the glamour in parenting, God getting the glory, not us, because mm -hmm. we're not God. So depending on the situation, parents, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know if your child is on your couch because they're not doing the right thing or whether or not they're on your couch because they have a legitimate reason to do so. but. For today's topic, let's talk about the child that's on the couch that's not doing the right thing. Because if they're doing the right thing, that's pretty easy. That's Just pretty give them easy. time, Just right? Give them some time and some space. Right. But if they're not doing the right thing, right, then we need to set some parameters in place and some timelines in place. Because I think at a certain point, you should not still be on your mama's couch. At the end of that last segment, we began to talk about how do we parent your adult child that's living at home on your couch, but they're not doing the right thing. And I, Pastor Charlie, I didn't really realize that this show is almost over. So we're going to pick that up next week, but it's a juicy topic. Yes. I believe that there's some parents out there that are going to glean a lot of information like Pastor Ron, Pastor Charlie, yeah, please tell me, I want this person off of my couch. I want them <laughs> out of my house. <laughs> parents, hold on. A lot of times, your child is dealing with something that you may not know about. There may have been a tear sewn into their life that was not uprooted. There could be something in them that needs to be taken out of them. I believe that your children have great success on the inside of them. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools that you need. We're going to share some information to support you, parents, as well. We're going to share some information to support your, your your adult child. So we pray that if this is you and you're having these problems, that you invite your child in okay. to be the broadcast with us. We love you.
and we'll see you next time.